The following footage was recovered from the Google Drive of the Bitchcraft and Faggotry podcast. It is believed to be from episode 15, the lost episode of season 1. Viewer discretion is advised. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I just think we should just remember to have conversations and be open-minded. I think the beauty of this podcast is that it's like an open space that people can really just express and be themselves, you know? So uh, I'd also like to say if there's anyone at home that, you know, just wants to express themselves or needs a helping hand, do feel free to just send us a DM, you know? Uh, yeah, D- Daisy, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, just uh, just be yourself. Anything else? No. Okay, uh, hang on, let me start recording. Why? What's going on? No, no, just, just finish the episode. No, just tell me, what's going on? Nothing. Daisy. <sighs> okay, fine. Uh, you start recording, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well... <laughs> didn't want to say it now I wanted to kind of just you know have a meeting afterwards you know and all that but I'm gonna quit oh yeah I just I've been doing some thinking and I've just made the decision are you sure yeah I'm sure why well honestly like I've kind of just had enough like I feel I just constantly feel like being treated like shit and I just also feel like you don't respect me it's just you know nah nah don't do that Daisy like you know just we don't no hard feelings you know it's just the the whole like oh I'm the funny fat one like I'm so stupid you know like it just gets really old really quickly and like I'm not stupid like I'm really smart and if we just keep doing this game it just makes me always think that like that's who I am and I just yeah. keep playing into this character and it's just not me, you know? Like, it's yeah. it's just not, like... No, fair enough. Yeah, so it's just it's just easier if I just leave. Yeah, okay, well, you, I respect your decision. Yeah, thanks. But, like, what are you going to do next? Well, you know, my dream. Oh, so you're going to go... Have you got, like, an acting thing lined up, or...? What? No. Or? No, no. No. Then what? I'm going to see an iron from Premier Inn. Daisy was arrested three minutes later. Daisy, do you have anything to say for yourself? I did not have sexual relations with that iron. But, no, that's not what we're here for. The press were harsh on Daisy. How do you think you'll plea in court? Guilty! Wait, which one's the innocent one? And so, with his podcast partner behind bars, Kyle was forced to make a decision. Hi, guys. Uh, unfortunately, Daisy has been incarcerated, uh, so this means I'm going to have to end the podcast. I uh, just want to say thank you, everyone, so much for supporting us. Uh, it, You know, we've had a fantastic time, but I, I, Daisy just can't help herself. Like, I, I, I just don't understand what it is. She's, like, compulsive or something. Like, she just, she, you know, it's just, yeah, we've got, we've got to finish. Hey, what's up? Are you out? How did you get out? Well, they said I could walk free if I did a year of community service. 
And what community service are you doing? This, baby! Helping you do the podcast is community service because apparently I'm helping a community of your people, the gays. You're welcome. I'm helping you, Kyle. Hmm? So, guys, episode 16. Who likes walnuts? I don't. Okay. Well, I guess we can do another series. But wait, Kyle, shouldn't we take some time to plan the next series? Okay. How long? I would say roughly 337 days. Okay. And so season two was born. Fuck me. Hello, my name is Kyle Broadhurst. And my name is Daisy Noir. And this is the Bitscraft and Faggotry podcast. Hello, everyone. Oh, (laughs) welcome back. Season two. Here we are. Um, Uh, Here we are, bitch. So, yeah, we've been gone for a hot minute. (laughs) 337 days. We took 337 days to be exact. Um, Yeah, Yeah. and we thought, do you know what? The attention that we had from season one has worn off. Yeah. And we thought we'd come back. (laughs) Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. We, we needed people to validate us and, yeah. you know, we need attention and, and you guys give that to us. And for that, we say more, please. More, please, sir. May I have some more? Put it in my hand. Stick it in my pocket. Put it in my butt. Shove it on my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hoped you were going to get there at one point. So, oh, yeah. It's been 10 I, seconds and we've made an ass joke. Cool, an okay. ass joke. Welcome back. Season two, we're really setting the tone. Um, so, season season yeah. two, listen, onwards and upwards, new guests, new yeah. quality. Not new hosts, changed. though. So, we're still not new hosts. a bit shy. <laughs> same, a little bit same, shit. Same fucking people. Same, same old shit. Bullshit. Same shit, different day. That's, that's different what year. we are. That's all we year, do. Yeah, motherfucker different year yeah god 2023 i hope everyone had like a good 337 days <laughs> what did you do everyone write in tell us what did you do yeah. over you 337 do? days i'm what, sure what you, have did, you been up to? you know maybe they had a family got a mortgage definitely you know? more productive than what we've done in th- well actually no yeah. that's not fair right listen okay shall we just let the cat out of the bag which one We've got lots of different bags and lots of different cats. The season one bag. I've the got a hamster in my bag. Not. <laughs> I've got a hamster in my bag. <laughs> so like we were talking, we were talking about like how best to come back, and I think like me and Daisy would just sort of say, I feel like we kind of did cover this at the end of season one, but I do think upon reflection, like yeah. at the time, it was just like we were still kind of not sure if we were going to finish. So yeah. I think it's just kind of like important to talk about because I think it's an important learning curve for everyone, you know, um, mm. to just sort of talk about what did happen. So, uh, mm. Daisy, you feel free to start if you want. <laughs> Me? I love the way it's like, no one gives a shit as well. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> like, no one, everyone's like, who, everyone's wh- like, who is this? Who? <laughs> Someone's clicked listening to this and they've, they've clicked on it by mistake. Do you know, they make yeah, the type like, like something else and they're like, well, no, this 
did you send me the right one? Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know when um, do you, have you ever been on YouTube and you've been searching and you get to this like random video by like, this yeah. obscure YouTuber and it's it like, starts off with this like Windows movie edit that's like, hey guys, sorry I've been gone for a while. And it's like you have five subscribers, no yeah, one. Yeah, like it's, it's it, and three of them are you on different accounts. Like, shut <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, to to the to the universe, we we will say why season one finished. Yeah. Um, I think it was a lot of different reasons. I think we we started the project like like we are now, um, mm-hmm. very like excited. But the difference is that with season one, we had never done this before. So we'd mm-hmm. obviously worked with each other, like we've said many times, on a variety of different projects, and we'd worked with people or like just the two of us. So we knew how we worked as a duo, but we didn't know how podcasts worked, and so we were very much learning as we went. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the, the the year, we kind of got to know what worked and what didn't work. But mm-hmm. because obviously life happens, we started off the podcast with the first like four to five episodes um, where we had lots of time to like plan things, like sort things out, you know, make things, really get a schedule in. And then we life just happened. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up moving to South Korea. Um, I was only meant to be there for like. like six months and now it's turning into like two years so (laughs) vibes (laughs) they're gonna bang Um, on your door soon bitch and be like are you still here listen i have had two different visas i had a kita visa um which was for three months and then you have to leave the country then come back again for another three months yeah um technically still valid until february 2024 so who knows exactly um and then in November of last year, I got a working holiday visa, so I can come yeah. here for a year. But because I'm British, I can extend it for another year. I didn't know that. I thought I was coming back this November, but because I'm British, I can extend it for another year. And the same Fun. with Korean people. Yeah, same with Korean see, people. So just like white privilege, yeah. white privilege works across the world. <laughs> oh no, British, British privilege. Americans are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> British people like uh, British this privilege. is another reason why we're, we're better. Um, no, Bro Britain Brissania. and Korea have this kind of alliance. Um, I don't know why. I don't really care oh. because I get to be here for an extra year. So. Listen, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this that became difficult because it was quite sudden. Also, Kyle was moving to Glasgow, which obviously he'll tell you about in a bit, but hmm. he moved to Glasgow. And so we both had lots of things. And then because of the time difference, um, it was hard to kind of plan things, but... Um, we did our best and we did everything very rushed, which obviously you guys, you know, in all seriousness, probably wouldn't know because mm-hmm. we made it a priority to get everything sorted. It cost us yeah. a lot of sleep, um, mm-hmm. a lot of time. And there were times when, because I was in Korea, I was staying up till like three, four o'clock in the morning, like filming, editing, you know, um, and, you know, Carl was getting up early to do the same. So like it, it made us kind of lose our love for it a bit um, because it wasn't just we were putting in hard work. It was because we were... Um, it then just became work. It didn't become, yeah. like, a hobby. It was just work, but we weren't getting paid for it. Yeah. So then, yeah, we agreed to take a break, and we did, and we, we took a break, and we did our own separate things. Obviously, still mates, you know, just normal, yeah. but we just weren't doing the podcast. 
Um, and then a few months ago, we started talking about um, doing something creative again. We both actually agreed that we didn't want to do the podcast. Um, so we were talking about doing some other things and we tried doing a Twitch account, but we gave up on that because we couldn't figure out how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> we just were like, I don't like this. It's too complicated. I give up. <laughs> and so um, we, we might come to it again, like back to it at one point. But yeah, now nah, we were just like, it doesn't feel right. And it doesn't make us like excited. There's not a lot of room for creativity either. So... Um, it was just a bit like, okay. And then I just sort of said, you know what? I really just want to do the podcast again. And so we had a meeting about it and then it was just like, okay, let's just try it. Let's do it. And so then Mm. we started getting ready and we started making the preparations. We started filming and because we've actually decided to just do one a month instead of two a month, it gives us a lot more creative freedom to not only, um, take our time with editing and preparing and getting the guest and the topic and everything like that. But also it gives us more room creative, uh, creatively yeah, where we yeah. can just, you know, we can make things for social media. We can edit things. We can, uh, you know, design things and we can actually write little skits like the one, the one we just did, um, which obviously yeah. definitely happened. Um, so yeah, that yeah. story was absolutely true. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. No, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I absolutely what daisy said and i think it's important to mention yeah we were we were doing two episodes a month which was so much and i think Mm -hmm. as well from my perspective and this is something we've spoken a lot about going into season two it's like i think we kind of went into it wanting so hard to be professional and come across with this sort of like Mm -hmm. polished and marketable piece and i think actually when we both because we both after season one ended, found ourselves coming back to the podcast to watch things back and found that the things that we enjoyed the most about it was just Mm. when we were just sort of being ourselves with Mm. our friends, having a good time Mm. on a podcast. Mm. So I think season two is coming back with the attitude of just like, let's just have fun. Let's just Mm -hmm. do the things we want to do. Let's just have fun. Be creative. And and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And, And that way, I think... I hope <laughs> that it will just it will be a much more enjoyable experience, you know. And um, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm excited for. I'm really excited for that this season. I think that's a, yeah. that's a good point, though. And I think it, it does move us on to the topic of today's mm. episode. So I think we were sort of thinking about um, how how we could kind of come back. <laughs> so I think yeah. the, the biggest thing we thought about is how are we going to explain ourselves. But then after that, we, after we got over that, we thought, what are we actually going to talk about? Yeah. Um, so I think. Um, <laughs> so much as as things happen over this period of time so much has changed in both mm. our lives and i think we've both actually been through some really amazing changes mm. and some difficult changes and mm. some changes that are just you know changes <laughs> and some changes changes and i actually thinking that i was literally thinking that is the first the first shrek reference of the season. <laughs> the Shrek reference of the season. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about changes today. This is why I left. No, everything I just said was a lie. This is why I left. This is why we stopped doing this. What are so, you yeah. doing in my swamp? So, yeah, we're going to talk about changes today. <laughs> 
<laughs> stupid. Oh, um, so stupid. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, yeah, like that, quali- quality over quantity. <laughs> I mean, Daisy, you've been talking sort of about career and stuff. Like, do you mm. want to talk about the changes that you are experiencing? Being being out there and and sort of, I mean, it is kind of huge for you, you know. Like you, this is something that you've always wanted to do. Mm. Something that, as long as I've known, you've talked about wanting to do, and mm. then you went and did it. Mm. You know, I, I guess what I kind of want to know is how does that feel, and and is it what you expected? How are you handling the changes that come with mm. leaving your home country and being in an unfamiliar space? Um, I think I've always been that person that's just said I want to do something and then done it. Um, mm. I think that's kind of the main thing is that I, I if I commit to myself that I'm going to do something, I, I kind of won't stop until I do it. I think the main thing for me was the, um, the, the work environment. That was kind right. of the main thing because in Korea, I've noticed that you are just expected to more so than the UK you're expected to just just work into like your own time like you're expected to yeah. just like stay you know if you finish at six you're expected to stay later if asked um they mm. also have this thing where if the boss asks you to drink like everyone goes out drinking even if you don't drink if you don't want to like unless yeah. you have a really good excuse you if you you can't just say like oh no, I'm okay, because it's considered rude. Yeah. It's, it, I think if you're a foreigner, it's kind of okay, because it's not the same rules in a way, but or if you wouldn't maybe be aware of the rules, but for Koreans, it's like, no, you have to. Like, my, my friend's husband, the amount of times that he's gone out drinking, he doesn't really want to, but he's gone out drinking with them. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, and it's just, it's just a thing here. Um, and the amount of times that... I've actually, not just me, but my friends as well, have been criticised because we've said no to things um, or Mm. we've stood up for ourselves and said, actually, don't speak to me like that. Or we've said, you know, you you are wrong. (laughs) You know, like you've you've given me the wrong information or, you know, and they always say, like, I've never had an experience like this. And it's very infuriating. Um, the police here are also shit. The laws for children, safe, uh, child safety are shit as well. There was an incident that happened, which is quite funny, actually. So I lived in this flat that I got for free because I was uh, it was like accommodation with this job. Yeah. And the woman who lived opposite me was literally crazy. <laughs> like mental okay. hospital crazy. Okay. So picture this this is a story just you know imagine so i obviously i live by myself um and it's well the first time this happened um it was a a crazy guy it was like sorry it was a drunk guy right Mm. so the first time someone knocked on my door at like two three o'clock in the morning it was this drunk guy he lived um with i think it was his partner upstairs and was so drunk he didn't know which door it was right he never bothered me again. He was just shit-faced, right? <laughs> so the second time, someone knocked on my door, and mm. I thought it was the drunk guy, so I just yeah. ignored it, because I was like, yeah. he didn't do anything, like, he was just drunk, like, whatever. And then, yeah. but they didn't... The drunk guy was, like, shouting. 
right? Yeah. This guy wasn't. Uh, this person wasn't. They would. They weren't saying anything. They just kept like, like knocking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like bolt upright and it's about five o'clock in the morning and I'm really scared because I'm like, I I don't live with anyone. I don't know any of my neighbors. Like, yeah. I know, I think I'd met one of my neighbors very briefly, but I don't know them and he spoke no English. So I was like, what do I do? So I like just kind of leave it and then they go away. So I'm like, maybe it was the drunk guy. I'm just going to leave it. The next day, my boyfriend comes around and he's outside having a smoke Mm. And I hear a knock at the door and I turn around like expecting my boyfriend and it's my neighbor. So I'm like, mm. hello. And, um, I open the door and he starts asking me, he says like, do you speak Korean? I said, oh, a little bit. And I expect him to tell me in very simple Korean what the problem is. And he starts using very like, uh, advanced vocabulary that I don't know at that point. So I'm mm. just like, something about gate open don't so I'm like don't open the gate okay why how do I get in like what are you talking about (laughs) and like so I got that he was trying to say like and I thought he was trying to say don't open the gate or don't close the gate like don't slam it right so because I thought I'd like slammed the gate or something so I was like oh like I'm sorry and he was like no (laughs) he just went no (laughs) and I was like do you mean like I'm wrong or that you don't forgive me? So then <laughs> like, I was like, I don't understand. Are we going to have a problem? <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, I like apologize. And he just said, no, like, I, and, and he, and I was just like, which means no. So I was like, I don't understand. So then my boyfriend comes over and he, the, the guy then asks him, do you speak Korean? My boyfriend is Korean. Yeah. So Jingon, my, my boyfriend is just like, Yes. <laughs> like, yes, I fucking speak Korean. You dumb motherfucker. And so he then starts explaining properly what's going on. And then my boyfriend's like, oh, okay, like, thank you, blah, 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 you know, um, shuts the door. Um, and we go inside and I'm like, what's going on? And he says, so um, he's telling you that you need to make sure the gate is locked because the woman opposite, uh, the woman that lives opposite is crazy and was released from a mental asylum on Friday and wants to kill you. And so this I'm is like, the flat that you're currently in? No, no. Oh, God, no. No, no, I moved. This was, uh, this was last year. So I'm like... Okay. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, the rice is finished, so let's eat and talk. So I'm like... <laughs> so I let me just go up and lock like, this door real quick. <laughs> like, yeah, let me just... Uh, like, like, okay. So then I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm saying, why did... Because I've not done anything. I've never met this woman, seen this woman. I didn't know anyone lived opposite, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what's happened? Like, why? What have I done? And he's like, you've not done anything. He's like, basically, the woman that used to live in your flat, mm. she was the one who reported this other woman, the crazy lady, uh, right, okay. to the mental hospital. And right. so because she's so, like deranged she thinks that it's the same person even though that person moved out like ages ago so this it was she got released on friday so she must have immediately come out of the mental hospital fucking got a taxi fucking ubered it back to her house (laughs) and then started banging on my door and because i'd left the gate open because i had no clue and i've not got a i didn't have a um key to the gate so yeah. it just kind of swung open. I didn't have the key. It was only my neighbor that had it. Um, 
like that's how she got to my door because the gate was like there and then you opened the gate and then my door was right in front so if the gate was locked you couldn't get at my door because the the wall was quite high so like yeah so basically i'm kind of like okay so what okay so can i just say first of all like i'm absolutely in love with this woman who very clearly at that hospital went i'm like i'm good like i i feel like i've forgiven everything like i'm so good and she got out that door and went straight to your door and said i'm gonna kill this kill you that's that's what i mean so my boyfriend then says let's see if she does it tonight so we got into bed and... <laughs> Which I love that we're just gambling with your life like that. <laughs> yeah, literally. Let's just see if she does it again. But the thing is, my, my boyfriend is a trained Marine because he's Korean, so you have to do military service. So he's a trained Marine. Um, also, he does obviously speak Korean. So if he had to call the police, he would be able to yeah. much better than I would. So he was just like, if you're okay, like, let's see if she tries to knock again because this time we had the gate locked. So yeah. she couldn't get in. So we tried it and she did, but it was the same time. Right. Five o'clock, like pretty much on the dot. It was like five o'clock, 5 a.m. Yeah. It's like she set an alarm or her brain just wakes her up at that time. And she came round and she was banging on the door and she was like shouting and she was saying like, you fucking crazy bitch, like, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. Like genuinely, but in all in Korean. So I was like, like, I can hear she bad, which means fuck. Like, what else is she saying? (laughs) Um... She said Geseki, which means like son of a bitch. So I was like, all right, Um, you're not wrong. Um, So then I was just like, okay, cool. So then my boyfriend was like, let's call the police. Mm. And I was like, let's not do that. Because if we call the police now, um, I don't think she's going to go straight back in again. And I Mm -hmm. think that um, she she may, may make her worse. If we just ignore her there's a chance that she might just go away, right? Mm. I was like, and she said, he was like, okay, but like, let's see, let's just see if it happens again. And then if it happens again, I want to call the police. And I was like, all right, fine. So then the next night it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then the following night there was a typhoon. It didn't happen. We thought maybe she's taking a break because of the, you know, the, the flood. Typhoon. She said, Literally. you know what, actually, I've left the boat. I don't want to get my feet wet. Yeah, I've got my sandals. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I've got my lally callies on. I don't want to get them wet, you know. Um, and so then I was by myself. My boyfriend went home and I'd come back from work, right? So it was maybe like nine o'clock or something. I'd come back from work and I'd open the gate, shut it, like locked it, went in my house and I phoned my boyfriend and I'm cooking food um, and I hear it smash and there's like glass that's smashed, right? Now, I think it's him. So I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? And he's like, and he says exactly the same thing. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, did you not smash glass? And he's like, no, that was you. And I look behind me to see if there's any bottles that I've kicked over and I've not. And it's outside. Yeah. And I found, I, I didn't look outside because I was a bit scared. Um, but I could hear her shouting. Right. My boyfriend's mum can hear her shouting and swearing at me. So obviously I'm not going outside. Yeah. Um, so my boyfriend's calling the police for, and he's like, right, I'm going to come over. I'm calling the police. My boyfriend's mum is saying, just come to our house, like stay, like live with us. She's literally just like, <laughs> she's like, forget paying your mortgage, forget paying your rent, come live with us. Like you'll be safe. Right. Um, bless her. She's like, just come stay here. So then like she, the police get there and they knock on the door, but I forgot the word for police. 
at that moment in time. So they knocked on the door and I was like, who is it? But like that. And I was, I was trying to make myself like really like tough. So I was like, who is it? And then they were literally, but then they don't speak any English. So they yeah. were just like, and they said the word for police and they were just like, they were like, young child. And we were just like, okay. And I just like opened the door and then it was the police. And I saw there was shards of glass mm-hmm. and like the top of a, of a vase this bitch had thrown a vase over my wall and it had smashed against my window. Crazy. Because she saw me, she saw me, because I wasn't even in the house for that long, she saw me coming into my house and she must have thought that I was still outside my door. Yeah. So if I'd still been standing there, that would have smashed onto my head and killed me. So the police did fuck all. The police literally, they literally... Like they came in, uh, Jingon was on the phone to one of them and, and he was just like, I'm coming, um, like I'm going to come, um, and like visit her and stuff. Don't, don't mm-hmm. you fucking dare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to come to the police station. Um, no. So he was just like, I'm going to stay at your house tonight. And I was like, all right. So oh, I've got to cook more fucking rice. <laughs> I only made enough rice for one person. Literally the whole time I'm like, can all of you go away? Because like my rice is burning. I, yeah. I'm really hungry. I've just finished work. So then my the police go and they take photos and stuff. And then um, my boyfriend arrives and I have to meet this bitch outside McDonald's because he doesn't want to come to my house by himself. I shit you fucking not. I love him so much, but this bitch is a fucking coward. He's like, yeah, I'm in the Marines. And then he's like, oh yeah, I'm kind of scared. Met my boyfriend, came back, and my boyfriend turned around to me and said the creepiest thing. He was just like, I want to see what she does next. I was like, go the fuck inside and go to bed. <laughs> like... So then basically like she, I think that was, that was it. Like after that night, um, I went in and then I quit my job the next day. Actually, I like, they, my job had a proper go at me over something really stupid. And I just went, do you know what? I nearly got murdered last night and this is not the vibe. (laughs) So I moved, I literally quit on, I quit the next day and then moved in with my boyfriend. And then, um, in January of this year, I got a new place because obviously went back to the UK for a bit. Um, I also got stalked as well by a okay. random guy. Um, what was his name? Just some stories. Uh, I don't know because he was fucking weird. Did you go um, on a second date? Um, maybe I would tell. <laughs> I'm not, I don't like to stalk and tell. He stalked uh, me all the way to the boudoir, baby. <laughs> yeah, and then he didn't even pay for my boudoir. <laughs> He said he loved me. He said he loved me, but he didn't pay for my bullshine. I was on the tube and I was with these two younger girls. Like they were a couple years younger than me. (laughs) And we were coming back. It was literally about 9 p.m. And they, this man was like actively following us. (laughs) Um, And I kept on sort of doing these little subtle things that, you know, I checked to see, like I would stop and look at something and see if he stopped as well. And he dead ass, he was being, he wasn't even a clever stalker as well. Like he was so, like he just dead ass stopped. Oh, don't you hate that? Don't you hate that when you don't get the smart ones? When you get, when you get the lowest one. of the low of the stalkers, you're like, you're like, oh, <laughs> like at this point, what's the point? I couldn't even get like an A class stalker. I got like an yeah, a, I got I like, like a like D. A, you know, I wanted an adventure, but yeah, basically <laughs> we, we realized he was stalking us and 
one of my friends was going home and then me and this other girl were going to go out to a club. Mm-hmm. So we went one way and she went the other. And I was, I was really glad that he didn't, he followed us and not her because mm-hmm. she was obviously by herself. So she went home, she was fine. And he followed us. And um, I kept pretending to get up every now and then and he would get up as well. So he was obviously following us. And basically we got off at this uh, station in Korea where um, there's a, there's two big flights of staircase, uh, staircases. There's one that you go out the left side and then you go down and there's one with the right side. Yeah. Um, and so obviously we were on the left side of the train. Uh, so naturally we went out the left side and then went down and he came out the left side as well. So he obviously started following us. So then I grabbed my friend and just went, let's run. And she had, by the way, she had no clue. She was so switched off to this whole thing, yeah. which I was really surprised about because she's like a young, she's, I think she's like 19, 20. She's a young female. Mm. Um, and I was fully expecting her to be ex- clued in. Neither of them had any idea it was going on. Mm. And I actually told her, I said, I think that guy's stalking us. And she was like, no, nah, I don't think so. It was really surprising because I, I just expect everyone, especially females, to be like, oh, really? Like very clued in or yeah. even telling me, like, I think that guy's stalking us too. Mm-hmm. So I had to grab her hand and run the opposite direction. And this I, this is really scary I looked around and I could see him turn and follow us. Like, Crazy. it was very scary. Yeah. yeah. So I ran. Um, luckily, because obviously we weren't going home, even if he had followed us, the bar that we were going to, um, I know everyone there. So there's a lot of big, burly Korean guys that if we'd said, listen, this guy's been following us since this place, like since Seoul Forest, they would have beat the shit out of him mm-hmm. and we weren't going home so there's no way they could have he could have followed us home they would have waited until the cops came and took him and stuff but luckily he did he we lost him he went yeah. the, he started chasing us got lost in the crowd uh, and everything was fine after that but i think the biggest changes was definitely laws uh the laws here and the education and the work mm. um those are the bad things however mm-hmm. um the good things is that it's a lot cheaper here um, it's a lot cheaper and there's a lot more things, uh, like for example, there's 24 hour cafes that have no staff. So you can literally just go buy a coffee and then you can just sit down and you can do that at any point. It's perfect for studying. You can also have study cafes. There's always photo booths everywhere you go. Um, there's always con- late night convenience stores that are open 24 hours a day. So for example, if you are out you know, partying, or if you've just finished a really intense study session, or you've just finished your date, you can always go and get food. Yeah. Um, so it's really great as well. Um, uh, there's loads of different like little markets and stuff that you can get pretty cheap fruit and, and veg. Um, fruit is very expensive in Korea. Um, I actually don't really know why. It's just it's considered like a sort of luxury, like good quality fruit. Mm. Um, it's just very expensive here. It's just not the same in in uh, in the UK. Um, so you're having a good time then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, the thing is, like, obviously, like, I think in all reality, people come to Korea most of the time because they've heard of, like, K-dramas, K-pop, 
things like that. Um, and so they live in this fantasy world where there's going to be K-pop idols wandering around and everyone's going to be super nice and super helpful. And, yeah. and you know, it's going to be, like, so pretty and, like, there's, like, you know, everything's amazing. And it's just not that at all. Like, like I've said, there are some really good things. And also, in general, I have met a lot of really nice people. Um, like, the there's a guy who works at the shop next to my house and he's always so nice to me so kind he mm -hmm. doesn't speak any english but whenever i need something he's always like there and if i need to translate anything like if i needed help i know that i yeah. could rely on him um my next door neighbor's really nice um i've met really nice people like when the I've new next door neighbor we should say the new the new next door neighbor's really nice. my new next door neighbor <laughs> my new next door neighbor um but I think what I wanted to kind of sum up, obviously, and then I'll, mm. I'll stop talking, um, is I just wanted to kind of say that um, my expectations were different. I didn't ever expect it to be this amazing, polished country because I yeah. am not a 13-year-old. Mm. And I did my research and I looked up sort of things to watch out for. I looked up kind of etiquette. Yeah. Um, but I did expect... Uh, people here to be a lot friendlier yeah but I think what I wanted to kind of sum up obviously and then I'll I'll stop talking um is I just wanted to kind of yeah. say that um my expectations were different but people push here like on the subways and buses people budge in line people push you mm. um like people stare at you on the tube and like the the bus and stuff they stare at you and as many people listening will know if you stare at someone and then you don't look away, it means you mm. want to fight um, or it means there's a problem. So the amount of times that I have just <laughs> wanted to fight random like old... So xenophobia then. Exactly. The game, the game for everyone at home, the game is to find out which one it is. Are they curious or are they xenophobic? <laughs> you did get lots of really nice people here, um, but you also just, it's not this like... Everyone's, mm -hmm. you know, all the guys are such gentlemen's and, you know, like the women are so lovely and will like help. It's like, no, it's like a lot of the people I've met here are very bitchy. The guys are kind of like fuck boys. You get a lot of fuck boys here, yeah. like, especially in like the club areas and tourist areas and stuff. Um, and in general, yeah. they have the, no, a lot seriously. of the men here have this like that old fashioned like, oh, the men earn the wage mm -hmm. and the women are housewives, um, which is just very old fashioned. And yeah, it's just a bit boring. I'm lucky that my partner obviously is not like that at all and is very just like, I like it when we both decide what we do together, which is just fucking normal. But there are a lot of guys that I've met that are just like, come with me, do this, do that. And I'm like, no, see you later, fucker. You know, so, um, yeah. so I, it's also just made me a lot more independent as well, just being here and um, just surviving like everyday things like going to the bank by myself yeah. and like you know going to the embassy by myself and filling mm. out forms and going to the hospital by myself picking up medication by myself post office by myself Absolutely. like all these things yeah i think that was definitely the biggest culture shock um those yeah. things and just like the work and education in general but um i am really enjoying being here and there's so many places i've not been yet so i'm looking forward to just more time uh, you know spent there but I have also realized mm. the importance of um, change really bringing us back to that the importance of change because um, my just a lot of things have changed yeah um, and 
some of them have been really scary and some of them have been really cool. Uh, mm. And I'm excited to, to see what else changes as well. So, um, so yeah. Uh, Carl, what about you? You moved to, you moved to Glasgow. you got some new roommates. No, uh, you, you switched jobs. How have you been? Yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a journey, really, to be honest with you. I, 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 so much change has happened for me, and I think this also sort of relays back into, like, season one. And, and again, kind of the reason why we stepped away from that is because, as, as people who know me will know, but maybe not generally, I'm very, very mentally ill. Um, well, welcome to Series 2, everyone. <laughs> Mental health. Welcome to series two. Um, I don't think I don't think it can be a queer no, show without someone being mentally straight ill. People. Do you know what I mean? You can't <laughs> you, be you just, queer and you not can't be, be queer. <laughs> no, but that that is um that's kind of that's yeah. kind of the big the big part of my change is um accepting that part of myself and accepting the things that I've been through in my life that have led to the ways that I I am and opening the door to that and accepting the change mm. in my mind has created this experience for me in which I can look at things a lot more objectively and and what's hard and difficult about that for me is because I always think of myself at every point in my life as a person that's well developed and then I always find something else I'm always unlocking these these new parts of myself um being here in glasgow mm. has been fantastic for that because funny enough i was saying this to my sister the other day i said when i emerged as a queer person i came from growing in an environment in which i was the only queer person so i didn't have queer people around me to validate the choice the choices that i was making the attitudes i had towards certain issues the knowledge i had of being a queer person and what living mm. a life as a queer person was and i feel like moving here uh, for context as well like i made a point of moving in with qu solely queer people um because i wanted that kind of energy around me i've always mm. been really inspired by house culture and um you know sort of queer people banding themselves together it's really really important for me and that has come with its challenges as well um but i think those are challenges that come with living with people any any kind of person naturally you're going to have challenges that come with it but what's been fantastic about this living environment is the way we deal with everything and the space mm. that we create for each other as queer people, as people that suffer with mental illnesses and difficulties and challenges, having people around you that understand you on that level creates an environment in which you can be so authentic mm. where you live and also in an environment that's codependent, having that freedom of of feeling independent and having the space to feel like a person and contribute and be validated in a space has been so healing for me. Um, and I'm in such a better place than I was when we finished season one. You know, I, I still struggle. It's, you know, every day, every day is a different challenge. Things happen things change but i am so proud of 
where I am now, what I've been through, what I'm capable of. And this is something I've been talking a lot about recently with my friends is believing in your ability mm. to heal um, is really, really important. Um, and something I've been trying to teach myself a lot because I have been through, and not to make a, no. you know, a martyr of myself, Absolutely. but I've been through hell and back and I have healed through it. You know, mm. what else can touch me? I, I believe in my ability to heal and I believe in the peoples around me, their ability to heal. And mm. that's fantastic. And it's a good thing to re-emphasise with the people around you that actually take a second, you've been through what you've been through, you've lived the life that you've lived mm. and you're still here, you're still standing like congratulate yourself you're such a mm, fucking yeah. amazing person you know like you can you can do this because you have done this you know i wish you had the same level of um enthusiasm for your current flatmates as you did for me you know because i think that you yeah, know well. i gave you the freedom <laughs> you know like i gave you the freedom when you came to fucking Pissed as a fart at four AM, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a very different Kyle. Some may say the same Kyle, but <laughs> well, many would say the same Kyle, and you know he's still there somewhere. <laughs> I, I completely yeah. understand. No, but the, again, like in in terms of change, like my my sobriety. Every day is its, its own journey, and you know there are yeah. days where I struggle more than others. But there's. I'm talking about myself like I'm teetotal. That's not the case. It's just I'm, I'm being I'm being more conscious about who I am and the person I want to be and the steps I want to make to be that person. Mm. And I just feel like alcohol and drinking brought out a really bad person in me. And I didn't... I now don't miss it, which feels good. Like, I don't... I I feel the same though. Like I was gonna ask you, mm. um, the last when I first got to Korea last year, like I drank a lot for mm. about two three months because I was going out a lot, and I mean like nearly every single night. I didn't drink every single night, but I it was a lot, mm. and I hate it. Yeah. And obviously, I have drank many times since then, but honestly, the last few months, like since kind of Christmas, I guess, mm. like this year, basically, I have not drunk that much at all. And I've come to the realization that I actually don't really enjoy going out anymore. Whether or not, like as in going out to like a club or mm. something, whether or not it's just because the clubs in Korea aren't as good as the ones in the UK is a, com I, I, I'm not it's sure. It's a really interesting um, point that you brought up. You know? And I'm sorry to have cut you mm. off there, but it's, no, it's it okay. brings me onto another point that I wanted to talk about. So I think we could just sort yeah. of move into the next section, which is um, yeah, go into social change, I think as well. Yeah. Like, because when, when season one ended, I think what the sort of COVID fiasco had sort of, mm not ended because it's still very much going on <laughs> but do you know what i mean like yeah. it was it, the sort of big lockdown part of it finished and i think social mm. change a lot happened a lot of social change happened since that time and what's interesting mm. about that is i felt so many people that i speak to now don't enjoy going to clubs as much as they used to don't enjoy being mm. out in the open and some people do but I think for some people, there's the economic 
part of it as well that makes it really difficult financially to go out. And mm. we were talking about this as well in Scotland, and I, I don't know what it's like in Korea, but we were saying, like, to go out now and have, like, a decent night, if you're counting things like taxis, maybe your outfit, if you decide to buy yourself something nice, you know, bars, taxis again, food, you, you're going to spend about 100 quid. You know, and yeah. who's got that kind of we, money we've nowadays? We've discussed this before. Exactly. And it's like as well, I, I think it's it could be sort of because of COVID. I also think that we're getting older yeah. and it's not a bad thing. It's just a case of like, I, my favourite times in Korea, um, the ones that I have remembered and, you know, cherished have been the ones where I've gone on picnics. Yeah. And I've got exploring for the day mm. and I've been to like a water park and I've spent time with my friends that I've spent time during the day that we've taken photos of. Not when I've been blackout drunk, asleep on a park bench somewhere, Yeah, you know, and although they have been funny memories, they've been funny memories because they've been far and few between yeah. wanting to just be the crazy fucking you know, wanky actor that I was a few years ago. It's like, I'm still that person. I still love a night out. But like when it's properly planned, if it's yeah. just like a fucking, oh yeah, I'm just going to go drink shit in a park. It's yeah. like, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to go to bed. I'm tired. Uh, you know, yeah. I want to oh, fucking, yeah. I want to watch Bob's Burgers and go to bed. <laughs> but the thing is... That's what has happened to us. Do you know what I mean? Me and you used to be like fall out of clubs at like 3am in the morning. Look at us now. We're like dinner. It's my bedtime. A hot glass of milk. It's fucking... think as well, a kind of change that I want to talk about is... Um, I guess we're sort of in our crux now where we're definitely not students anymore and we've been adults for a really long time but now I feel like for the first time in my life I really do feel like an adult yeah and I feel like I the agree. change in that transition <laughs> sorry. is really sorry my voice right? just broke so I went I agree <laughs> <laughs> No, like change, change in being an adult. I don't know if you if you feel the same way that I feel, but this does feel like the first time in my life that I feel like an adult and I feel like I'm kind of getting my legs, so to speak, of like, it's, it kind of feels like actually walking. You know, when you sort of like first learn to walk and you're sort of stumbling, now I feel like I'm walking. I only stopped toilet training when I was, you know, 21, so. No, I had nappies until I was really late on. Do you know that? I was a bedwetter. I used to I used to piss the house down, girl. I used to... <laughs> Go piss, girl. Honestly, genuinely, now they had to put me in nappies for a really late age. I don't know why. I think I thought you I were think... going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they had to put me down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they wanted to. <laughs> I still do, to be honest, sometimes. I was, no, like, I, I, I just used, I think it's because, honestly, as a kid, I was so anxious to, like, get up and go to the bathroom. I would just piss myself instead. But, like, in my, in my own house. Like I was just too embarrassed that like I'm like I was gonna be like out of bed past my bedtime and like someone would be annoyed that I was up and about so pissed myself. 
you socially awkward. You fucking sh- You'd rather shit your pants than just say to your mum, like, hey, can I just stop bedtime to piss for three fucking seconds? Like, the fact because- that you thought... The fact that you thought, oh, my mum's going to be more angry at me for leaving my bedroom for, like, <laughs> two minutes than literally shutting yourself. <laughs> I to clean all my sheets and put me in nappies. But, like, I every know. night... God. <laughs> Shout out to Heather if you're listening to this. What sorry, a fucking Mom. riot. I'm so sorry. Oh. I know, ridiculous. Yeah, I know. So, uh, sorry, what was I saying before that? Now all I can think about is you at the age of, like, 22, shitting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about it. Did I, tell, <laughs> did I tell you? I'll tell you this story, actually, funnily enough. This was a while ago, but it was with Alicia. Maybe we can stitch it in with what I was saying earlier. But <laughs> probably not. I'm probably just going to Probably not, in. so. Nah. Um, I so we went to a bar I shouldn't tell this story but I'm going to tell this fucking story shit screw it Um, we went to Slug and Lettuce together Mm -hmm. and um, I think it was the time before the last time we'd hang out and Mm. we went to Slug and Lettuce we were drinking like crazy we were shotting we were doing uh, I think we were having apple martinis that night Mm. and there was this guy every time that went up to the bar that was flirting with Alicia and obviously she's in a relationship, so she's just like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, just trying to get her drinks and get this guy out of the way. Mm-hmm. And um, so she brought shots back to the table, and I'm pretty sure she brought me, like, a tequila or a sambuca or something like that, and we'd had so many that I mm. took the shot and I could feel the shot coming back. Yeah. And I was like... I, d- I don't know if anyone else does this, but I do this all the time when I'm drinking. If I know I'm going to spew, I very politely excuse myself from the table and beeline for the bathroom but i didn't no, i did not s- no sometimes you go before you're gonna do it so that i know to, like to, to just get out the way yeah so just, like you, yeah. you make that sound and i go this and way here, and here we go yeah, no. so <laughs> I went to the bathroom and unfortunately i did mm. not make the bathroom so um, I, sp- <laughs> I, sp- <laughs> I spewed on. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this story. Just continue, just continue. I spewed, but I didn't just, like, sort of spew. I projectile spewed, like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, across the the sort of, like, hallway that leads to the bathroom. (laughs) And the thing is, is, like, I I needed to spew, so I just kind of had to leave it and go to the bathroom. Obviously, I cleaned it up after, like, I, I... absolutely 100% admit to it and, yeah. and got it cleaned up but as I was doing that I saw the guy that Alicia uh, was hitting on Alicia all night walked down the hallway no, 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 no. <laughs> and he slipped in it <laughs> Like 
cartoon projectile vomited. <laughs> oh my god. So I yeah, I, so I just went. Oh you, that's that's allyship. That's what it's like to have a gay best friend. <laughs> so like, it's not as funny as that one. To be fair, that one's definitely the best. But so me and Jingon and my friend L, we met up and we went to L's house. Um, and we also met uh, two of our friends there as well. So there was about five. There was five mm-hmm. people total, and we had a bunch of drinks and we had some food as well and we had like just it was really fun we called it friendmas because it's around christmas time uh, and we were with friends amazing title and i was just drinking like a fucking lunatic i've been really looking forward to this night like for the mm. whole month so i was really excited and i obviously was like missing being with my friends as well like for new years so i was like i just want to have like a really good night and um i was just drinking like fucking crazy and then I found out my dog died. <laughs> Which is funny, not in the sense that she died, but because it then made me just go, I'm just going to drink some more. So then I kept drinking, and then obviously with the food in my stomach, yeah. I definitely felt, like, ill, right? Then Jingon times it perfectly to say, right, I'm going to go home. And in my drunken state, I really want to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> right? So... <laughs> He's doing the really sensible thing of saying, you just stay here. Because it, it, we'd have to get a taxi. And it's about a 30-minute taxi, yeah. right? He's like, you just stay here and, like, we'll see each other tomorrow. Like, you stay here, sleep here, and then when you feel better tomorrow, come to mine tomorrow. Yeah. You know, because he was like, I I know you're probably going to vomit. But I was like, no, babe, like, please, I just want to come to yours. And, like, he gave in. He was like, okay. So we got in the taxi and I genuinely, I didn't feel like I was going to throw mm-hmm. up. I knew I didn't feel well, but I didn't feel like that feeling, you know, when you're going to be sick. I was just like, I know that I'm going to like have a sore stomach and I'm going to have a hangover, but I didn't feel like I'm going to throw up. So in the taxi, Korean taxi drivers are so bad, by the way. Um, and so I am getting like shaken around and I'm like, Oh no. Mm. Oh no, no, Here no. We go. So I'm gonna throw up, but I don't know how to say that because I don't know how to just be like pull over, I'm gonna like stand back, I'm gonna vomit, right? <laughs> Do you I didn't study? I did not for study. This. So I just say and I'm drunk as well, so I just go like Hajima, which just means stop. Or like don't. It means that like, you yeah. don't, right? That's all I can yeah. think to say. Jingon looks at me, and I'm. This whole time, I've been kind of leaning my head in his shoulder. So I pull my head up, and I just turn to him and just go, "Hajima," which just means like stop, right? So he is like, "Oh my god!" So he then says to the driver in Korean, "Like, can you pull over?" He, the driver very quickly passes. Like Jingon gets me a bag. He tells like it's very quick. He tells Jingon where to get a bag. I grab a bag and very like roughly lean out the car and vomit half mm-hmm. in the bag and half on the pipe that the road right the mid the middle of the motorway right. i may add yeah so then i'm nice. vomiting there's cars behind us beeping <laughs> i'm like actually fuck off you prick i start swearing at them Ajima. Ajima. Yeah, Ajima. <laughs> Ajima. 
I'm mad. Um, and then I start in my drunkenness. Then I feel bad. So then I start saying how do I which means stop, like don't please. So I'm now adding please to the end of it. Well, at least you're being polite okay. about it now. So then I'm like, let me get back in. I've got the bag and um and I vomit again. The driver is pissed the fuck off, right? I, but by the way, I have yeah. made sure to get none of it on in the car, right? Yeah. So none of it's in the car. It's all mm-hmm. outside on someone's tire um, or it's yeah. in the bag, right? So we get out and we go and like we go upstairs and I just, dis- I've stopped vomiting for a while now. So we, I dispose of the bag, right? <laughs> I then get upstairs, take my shoe. Now mm-hmm. I should mention... I go upstairs to Jingon's. Jingon lives with his parents. So they are asleep. Mm -hmm. And I run straight to Mm -hmm. the bathroom, which is next to their room. Yeah. Vomit. Now, again, Mm. I'm very drunk, but I'm not. I'm starting to sober up a bit now. And I am not so drunk. I've never been so drunk that I'm messy. Like, in terms of, like, Mm -hmm. bodily fluids. So I'm like vomiting, but very neatly in the bowl. And then like Jingle, meanwhile, <laughs> he doesn't know. I think this is more than he's ever had to deal with in his life, right? So he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> so he calls one of my best friends from Korea, L. He calls her, and L is British mm-hmm. as well, so doesn't speak Korean. Calls her mm-hmm. and is just like, "What do I do?" <laughs> So Elle's like, right, is she breathing? <laughs> like, and he's like, yeah. Meanwhile, he's having this full-on conversation with Elle. I have no idea, right? He's very angry at me. And I manage, in the time that he's f- tried to figure out what to do with me, I have vomited, got up, wa- rinsed my mouth out with water, brushed my teeth grabbed my bedding and rolled my not because in Korea we have like um it's not just like a normal mattress it's like a floor mattress so you've got the floor like mattress and then you've got the mattress protector and then you've got the duvet and the pillow I managed to grab my Mm -hmm. mattress not the duvet my mattress and roll it around me and just die (laughs) so I am like it's like I'm I've rolled my mattress around me and fallen asleep it's the equivalent of like falling asleep on like a couch cushion like that's what I've done yeah um and I'm and Jingon all he does is just put some water next to my bed and he's just like are you okay and I'm just like uh the next day we literally didn't speak like (laughs) he was so angry at me and like oh my god he was so angry at me and it was so funny um, but I just remember that, like the difference. And honestly, from that moment on, I have never, I've not drank that much ever again. The the most I drank was yeah. I went to this party like a few months ago with some of my friends, and I literally had like two or three drinks. But it was like a house party, and it was like um, help yourself to the booze, like a free bar. So we were just we paid like yeah. um, the equivalent of about ten pounds for entry, and it was free drinks. So people yeah. were just helping themselves, pouring like four things of vodka, like so much. And so those like three drinks yeah. was like eight nine drinks. So like I wasn't like fucked, but yeah. I was definitely like tipsy, and I had like a sore head in the morning. Yeah. But I've never got that drunk since because I was like I can't go over to his house that shit face and I felt I genuinely was just like I ruined that night 
because <laughs> I ruined that night. It's always bad. It's, it's always, always bad. bad, isn't it? When you come back from something, you're like, that, that was, was me. me. <laughs> that was fucking me. And it was such a nice night. Like, we had such good bands. We like, were playing cards. We exchanged presents. But, like, I fucked it up. And I think it was my dog's fault. She died. She made it inconvenient. I drunk. It was her fault. So I love you, Misty, but oh, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> Like that. My mum oh, listens yeah. like, how Absolutely. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it was quite funny though. Emily, switch yeah, off for sorry. a bit. <laughs> nah, it's for comedic effect, mum, don't worry about it. Um, but <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just. Yeah, yeah. Um, after all those stories, we should say um, drink awareness, please Fuck be off, Kyle. Please be safe. <laughs> nah, we should just say, like, just, like, you should be. As an adult, you should be trying to make changes that are going to benefit you for your life. And it's not... I also want to say as well, these changes that we keep talking about, it isn't always just like, oh, yeah, stop drinking. Like, stop going out so much. Like, stop eating junk food. Like, stop doing this. Exercise every day. Like, no. It's just do things that make you happy and that are going to be... You know, do a mixture of things that are going to make you happy and also things that are going to be good for your body and your skin. Like, we were talking about getting more sleep earlier. Absolutely. I don't... Maybe I've cut that bit out, Mm. but regardless, we were talking about it. Um, (laughs) It has has been been mentioned. mentioned. Whether whether you heard it or not is a different story. (laughs) No, like, you know, not drinking as much, not going out as much, getting enough sleep and just, like, in general means that you... If you do this stuff now... Then it's like, mm. when you do do the fucking irresponsible, stupid shit that we still love to do, like, you know, get kicked out of clubs yeah. at three, four o'clock in the morning, it just means yeah. that it makes them more fun, you, you, you know? It gives you, yeah, and it gives you more space to sort of forgive yourself as well, especially if you're the kind of person that's hard on yeah. yourself. And Daisy brought up a really good point there, like, change doesn't necessarily mean going on this massive spiritual yeah. journey. Unfortunately, we have a podcast that we have to <laughs> fill. So we need to talk about the bigger things, you know, but change can be just introducing things into your life that you want or you think are better mm. for you. You know, um, just, th- you know, if there's something you want to do, go mm. do it, try mm-hmm. it. You know, the worst, the worst thing that is going to happen to you at any point is you're just not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Or maybe you'll die. Maybe I shouldn't say. Yeah, that. I was going to say. <laughs> but for the but for the most part, do you know what I mean? It's like if if you if you know, if you like, hey, I I always go to this place. Maybe I should go to yeah. this place. What's the worst that can happen? You know, like you don't you go you don't like it. You go back to the yeah, old place. Like, you know, or you try something. Yeah, like new. routine is good, but also like it's nice to just yeah try different things. And like Carl said, if you don't like it, then you don't have to do it again. You know, and it's like. My mum made a really good point of when I said, you know, I'm going to Korea. My mum obviously continues to do so, but, like, she made it very clear. She was like, it doesn't matter how much money that you've spent on this. Um, Because that's always Mm -hmm. a thing as well, is that when people spend a lot of money on something or they spend a lot of time doing something, it's then like, oh, if I change my mind, like, that's just, I'm just, I failed, I fucked up. And it's like, no, yeah, my mum made a pe- point of saying, if you decide you want to come home, come home. Like, mm-hmm. end of conversation. Yeah. There's no hard feelings. There's no... It's just like, if, if you can't... Not even if you can't do it, but, like, if you don't want to do it anymore, you want to come home, yeah. come home. And obviously, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not... I've not got to that point yet. I'm still really enjoying myself, and I'm loving just finding yeah. out new things about myself i found out loads of new things about myself as well um <clears throat> we'll talk about this properly in a, in a different episode but 
since being in a multicultural relationship as well. I've discovered lots of um, long-term and multicultural relationship. Um, I've discovered lots of new things about myself that I didn't realize. Um, and like I said, we'll talk about it in another episode, but that's been interesting this year as well um, to discover like how I handle things. And actually I've grown a lot. I have learned how to deal with things better in a more mature way, which again is sort of tying onto what you were saying about how we finally, I feel like, you know, this year I finally felt like a proper adult because I've learned how to deal with things and, and rise above things. And I don't have to just be not necessarily right because I'm not always right, obviously, but I don't necessarily have to be the, you know, the fiery one that's always voicing her opinion and is always there. Like I can do everything by myself. And it's like, actually, there are some things I can't do by myself. And there are some things that I could do by myself, but it's just easier with another person. You know, like when I first met my boyfriend, like I was really hesitant on like letting him pay for anything. And I was really hesitant on letting him hold anything for me because I was like, I can do it myself. And he kind of helped me just see that this was not threatening my um, independence or my womanhood. It was just him as my, not just my boyfriend, but as my friend being like, I want to help you. I want to look after you. Um, which is also a new thing. I've never really had anyone who's looked after me before. And I think that that yeah, in that way, obviously. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you've kind of covered it a little bit in there, but I guess that that is kind of like a, a final thought on, on change. So are there any other final thoughts that you would like to say? Uh, that's, Not to steal your job from you, I but I say. absolutely just stole your line. <laughs> Great start to the fucking year. Um... <laughs> 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 it's fine you can just because it's the first episode you can have it this time but i will be taking it back mm-hmm. next year next year next episode next, next year, year. <laughs> <laughs> thank the you next for listening to the second series of the big Club marriage podcast series three it. will come that was out it in its entirety. <laughs> next year uh no next month i will be taking that back um final thoughts i think like i said i've, I've covered it but i just think final thoughts would be have conversations <laughs> <laughs> oh god we need to we need to promise to not say that this but season no, we need to find it's something so new. true though it's really true it is but it's season one it's season two is a new leaf okay this is a new leaf then find your new leaf no i'm joking um find your new leaf <laughs> turn. you better turn that leaf, leaf. over bitch <laughs> Um, no, I think in all seriousness, I just think, um, like I said, change is good and you should embrace it. And I think also I've been living in Korea with a mixture of, uh, British and sort of Western people by my side, but also Korean people by my side. I've learned lots of different things and heard other people's opinions on like what they believe is the best way of like doing a certain thing. For example, like sleep Mm. patterns or skincare or like diet or exercise or anything like this. And I think it's important, like Carl was saying, to try things. And if it doesn't work, try something else. But also don't feel like just because yeah, the person next to you is like getting a solid eight hours and has the perfect skincare regime and, you know, the perfect um, job and, you know, like is earning loads of money doesn't mean that that mm-hmm. is going to be what's better yeah. for you as well. Yeah, um, I think what I want to say is I think we've spoken a lot today about changes that we can actively make. 
I think what I also want to mention is changes that we're not necessarily in control of um, because change is going to come to us whether or not we want it to necessarily sometimes. And I think creating a life and an approach that embraces change is not not only good for you in finding new things about out about yourself but also being able to deal with tumultuous environments you know and it comes back to this idea of the ability to heal right like it comes from just letting change wash over you and grabbing it by the balls at every opportunity you've got right so yes absolutely it's your own life do what you got to do do what makes you happy healthy safe but at the same time change can give you so much power whether you asked for it or not so seeing change being able to look it in the eye and take it on is going to give you so much and it's going to make you a stronger person so I think, you know, coming back to to sort of wrap this all up in the best way I know how (laughs) to really put my hosting skills to a test, you know, change like season one, we saw something, we wanted to change it, we didn't quite know how, we had to go through a process, we had to look at ourselves and the change didn't come as fast as we expected it to, but here we are. 337 days to be exact here is the change the change is here and we are just both accepting it and embracing it and it's great we feel good we feel happy we feel ready to start this new season you know so yeah and we take hope it from... you guys are ready with us as well yeah, absolutely so take yeah. it from us um people yeah. who have experienced change both chosen and not chosen mm. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. And if you end up being stalked by a random guy in a subway, you know. Yeah. Just do it. And don't What's the vomit. Worst that can happen? Don't vomit in public places, please. Please yeah. don't. Unless learn, learn from learn something from this. When my mother yells honest. at a girl like this, it's because she loves her. I did not quote that correctly. Sorry, Tyra. No. Sorry, okay, Tyra, for listening. She's not listening. <laughs> No one's listening. No one's here, Carl. Kyle, wake up. This is Dr. Smith, Carl. Wake up. I know, God. I've got to wake up and record this podcast with you. (laughs) Actually, well, then you'd be waking up in a fucking dream. So. Bitch. Ow, I just got my headphones caught in my desk drawer. (laughs) That was karma. I I recognise that now. (laughs) That was change. That was change. (laughs) That was change. She grabbed me by my earphones and she said, yoink. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Change is a common. Yeah, here we go. Change it. Change is coming. Season two, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, God, if, what do we have to say at the end of this? I was going to say, um, follow us at the BNF pod. Um, we've actually only got Instagram at the moment. Um, yeah. We're not really doing any other social media. Uh, we're also only going to be doing one episode a month now. I don't know if we mentioned that at the beginning. Um, 
it's more to allow us to take our time with this and you know quality over quantity but also it means that if we just focus on this and instagram we can produce some really cool stuff here and on instagram as well yeah, so that's the absolutely. main thing um and also if anyone listening uh would like to be on the podcast or if you know someone that would like to be on the podcast please let us know um also if you have anything that you'd like to show um, i remember just for an example uh, last season we had Marina come on and sing a song that she'd written mm. um, and we filmed it and we, we recorded it and we uploaded it if you'd like to do something like that whether it's a song or a, a script of some kind a scene or a sketch or a poem or anything another song anything like that I think I've said song twice um, <laughs> then another song perhaps perhaps <laughs> um, a song perhaps a song um then yeah just let us know and come on the podcast let us know if you'd like to talk about anything particular and we'd love to have you on just send us a message right in we want to hear from you the viewers yeah. at home what are yeah. your opinions what are changes yeah. you've been through do you like walnuts let us know i don't <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i chose walnuts i don't know don't you really wrote that though didn't you i know i really wrote walnuts and it's like oh, my we're least favorite doing... nut as well you know, my we're going to be doing cold opens though. as well. Get ready for the cold opens. We're going to be yeah. serving you up some some comedy some writing. Scripted goodness. <laughs> you missed my joke though. I said walnuts are my least favorite nut, but do you know what my favorite nut is? And I said, because it's like. Cum. All right. See you in July, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>